my friends, we come here on a Sunday, the day of the resurrection. And as Christians, it's so important that this is the day that we give the highest glory to God. It's the reason why we're Christian. Without the resurrection, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't be Christian. And so we know the resurrection, Jesus promised that that would happen, that he would die, and three days later that he would rise again. And it points to something. It points to who he is. So we know from the beginning when Mary Magdalene, she comes to do the burial, the anointings of his body. She gets there in the tomb. The the stone's been rolled away. And the two angels there tell her that he's risen. So she runs back to the apostles and lets them know. So Peter and John, they run ahead and they also witness the empty tomb of the resurrection. And later on, we know that then Jesus appears to multiple people. Not just one account, not just the empty tomb, but also multiple witnesses of this instance. So therefore, we come to this pivotal question and the importance of the resurrection. Did Jesus rise from the dead or not? Because, my friends, if he didn't rise from the dead, then as St. Paul says, our faith is in vain. What are we doing here on a Sunday night? What are we doing here each and every day of the week? What are we doing staking our life on Christ if he didn't rise from the dead? Well, my friends, if he did rise from the dead, and that means he is who he says he is. And who he says he is is the Messiah, the Savior, the God-man, the Son of God. And so if he is who he says he is, then that changes our lives forever as Christians. That our entire life is centered on him, is changed forever. And we have to be convicted of that to believe that if he is God, then our lives have to be different. If we truly believe in that resurrection as our faith teaches us and as witnesses give account to. It's just good for us to keep in mind is every Sunday as we're coming here to St. Mary's, as we're coming to Mass, there's a reason why that we come. And how does that change our life? How does it change our perspective of how we see ourselves, how we see the world, how we see other human beings? Now, in our gospel today, we see Jesus, like I said, he's encountering Peter's mother-in-law, and he cures her. But he doesn't say any words when he does that. He just touches her, and immediately the fever leaves her, and then she gets up and serves him. I think it alludes to, my friends, the power of the presence of Jesus. The power of the presence of Jesus, yes, when you're coming to him, he's always present to us. So if you're in your dorm room or in your house or in the classroom or at work, wherever it may be, that we can, Jesus is present to us in our prayer time. But we also know as a gift that he gives us as Catholics, he gives us through John chapter 6 and even through the early church, the accounts of it, that he gives us his presence here through the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. And the power of that presence, the presence of Jesus that cured Peter's mother-in-law without any words. And that same Jesus, we believe, is the one that will soon be on this altar. The power of his presence that can also heal you, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually. And my friends, when we know this from our own past, when we have encountered the Lord, whether it's in a time of prayer, and a confession, maybe even when you're even driving or here in, in Mass, and when we encounter the Lord, when we have known him, maybe the first time you felt like you've encountered him, then there's a response. And just like Jesus's, or Peter's mother-in-law, her response is immediately she follows him, she serves him. And the hope is it's not just out of duty. 
Sometimes we, we do it out of duty of like, all right, I believe this, so I almost feel like I have to do this. And the hope is that it turns from a duty into a love, into relationship. Because my friends, that's what our faith is about, is relationship with Christ. Christianity is not just a nice idea. It's not just a social moral norms, but it's a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ, the person who is the Savior, the person who rose from the dead, the person that's presence has the power to heal us and to save us. Now we know later on in the gospel that Jesus continues to cast out many demons and heal people. And you know what? He could have just set up shop in Peter's house and just built on a deck on the back of the house and maybe built a little pool with some Jesus water in it so he can heal people in it. I think we call that holy water now, probably. But that's something that... Uh, <laughs> that's something that... Um, he could have done that if he wanted to, but he didn't. He keeps going out, and made, he could have made the people come to him, but he didn't. He, as we hear in the end of the gospel, that he keeps going to the other towns and villages. And that's what he said. He came to preach and to heal. And my friends, that's what he asks us to do, the same as disciples. You know, success is not a gospel term. Success, as we hear it in the world, is not a gospel word. The way that Jesus, the way that God measures our life is a Christ-likeness. The more that we are like Christ, that's our goal, that's our destiny in this life, is to be more like Christ, to be in his image, because he is the perfect man, the perfect human being. So the more that we can die to ourselves and be more transformed like him, a Christ-likeness, the image of Jesus the more fullness and happiness and joy and purpose that we'll have in this life that will then lead us into the next. And so as Jesus' disciples, that he calls us, that we hope through our time here at St. Mary's, through our time of prayer, through the sacraments, through our journey with Christ, that we become apostles, those who are sent. That's what apostle means. So just like Jesus, we follow in his footsteps. So we don't just stay here, but that we go out to spread the good news, to preach, to tell of the love of Jesus, first and foremost by our actions and then by our words. And so whether that's going to be on the quad, if you're in the core in your sorority or your fraternity or at your job or on your org on campus or your own roommates, but how important it is first, my friends, that you yourself are strongly rooted in the Lord so that when you are going out, when you are imitating Christ by going out instead of having people come to you, that what you're giving them is the good news, is Jesus Christ and not yourself. Because that's the goal, my friends, is that's our destiny, is to be able to become like Jesus and then be able to share Jesus with others. That's why we were created. That's why we were made. And when we do that, then we're journeying with Christ and we're journeying with others from this life into the next. My friends, we have Ash Wednesday coming up, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Lent is around the corner. I don't know about y'all, but it seems like Lent 2020 never ended. Uh, that's going to come up again next Wednesday if you get Ash Wednesday Mass. But, uh, <laughs> but because of that, you know, what are, what are we going to get out of this Lent? You know, like we've suffered enough, right? Other Chris, we've suffered enough. This Lent's coming up again. Maybe, my friends, this is a time for restoral and restoring and renewal. And so I have a couple of things for you to focus on as we end tonight. 
just so that when Lent comes, we're not just like, all of a sudden, what am I going to do for Lent? What am I going to do to restore? What am I going to do for renewal? So maybe something for you to think about this week and into next week, these two questions. First off, what is one thing that you're doing, that you're not doing now in your life, that Jesus wants you to do? What's one thing that you're not doing now in your life that Jesus wants you to do? And then second, what is one thing you are doing in your life right now that Jesus doesn't want you to do? Those are two things as we're looking, as we're trying to become more like Christ. Allowing those two questions and to reflect. Knowing that the more that we become like Christ, that's what's going to lead us to living life to the full. For our goodness. That we have a good God who wants our goodness. My friends, as we begin this week, let us look to our gospel as an example of encountering Christ, of experiencing his presence, which leads to healing. And once we have been convicted that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we become more like him and then we go out and share it with others.